0: everybody and welcome to confessions of a letting agent podcast today we have a special guest in nick gordon from evict my tenant hi nick how are you doing
1: i'm very well thank you good to meet you all
0: good hi we've also got gemma one of the directors at my property box you all know gem she's often on on this podcast hi <laughs> so nick we're going to talk today about problem tenants and evictions Will you uh, just tell us a bit about your background and what you do at your business?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, my, my background really was in letting for about 18 years. Oh, wow. So um, that's where I originally got involved in property and as a landlord myself. Uh, so while I was doing the letting for 18 years, we had to carry out tenant evictions. Uh, but back then, uh, the, the whole process was completely different to how it was now. So we went, used to do the court process, you know. Um, yeah, you know, we're talking, you know, that was some probably 20 odd years ago where, you know, the old-fashioned way where you would turn up with a black bag and out <laughs> people's content to put it on the front lawn, you know, you could kind of get away <laughs> with them days, but obviously now we can't. So, um, you know, things changed and I learned the, the process as we've gone along as, a, as, as running the letting agents. Yeah, um, right. Sold that business and then went on to... Uh, setting up with it, my tenant. So now we've been running for, I've been doing this now for about 10 years wow. as a okay. time um, wow. profession. Well, you uh, would the, time. You would say, the biggest
0: thing you've seen is the changes over the years, in the 20 huge. years of the industry, massive changes.
1: Huge, huge, yeah. So from when I first started years ago to now, uh, over the 10 years, big difference, massive difference. Um, so yeah, there's a lot more involved, more process involved. Um, we're noticing that the courts are Swayed a lot more with the tenants um, as time's gone on, so yeah, that that, that can cause, pose a problem as well.
0: And um, you know, we may have some landlords listening to this at the moment that are managing the properties themselves. We may have landlords that are using agents, but um, you know, it's a strange time we're in at the moment, Nick. What um what are the changes? Just again, I know there's been quite a few, and I know it's quite a, quite a long subject, but what's what's changed in the last couple of months that that people need to be aware of?
1: Well, the changes are going to be first of all from serving notices. So, um, whereas as you know with with Section Twenty-One, it used to be a two months' notice. Now it's a six months' notice. Um, uh, Things to do with making sure that you've got your prescribed documents served, making sure your gas safeties are in place, um, making sure that you've you've given the EPCS. So, without putting those things in place first, you can't serve your Section Twenty-One. So Going back to how you used to before, you could just easily serve a Section 21 at any time. Well, you know, rent due dates. Uh, Now you've got to make sure that your prescribed documents are in place first, and then you serve the six months notice. So, whereas before it was two months, now it's a six months. Six months, wow. And and that also goes if
0: there are rent arrears as well, does it mix up and not pay the rent. Where do we stand there?
1: Yeah, so with rental arrears, uh, you're going to be looking at using a Section 8 notice. Um, again, pre-COvid that was 14 day notice. Now that's extended to a six months notice. right? Nice. Um, no matter if it's two months in arrears, the, the only time you can you can reduce that date is if you, the tenant is six months in arrears. okay So what ideally what you'll be looking at is grounds 8, 10 and 11 once they're two months in arrears, but then as I say it's a six months notice. Uh, otherwise if they're exceeding that six months level, then it's a, a four week notice.
0: Right, okay, okay. And just bringing Gemma in for a second, Gem, so obviously yeah. you, you sort of oversee our um, evictions at my yeah. box. Mm-hmm. Are we going for all of ours at the moment? Is it picked? Is it busy on the eviction front? Is it quiet What are you finding?
2: Yeah, I mean, it it is, unfortunately. Obviously, we do try and work with the tenants, you know, if if they fall into arrears and and we have problems. But obviously, going back to the Section 21 notices, you know, sometimes landlords need to serve notice for other reasons. It's not just because of rent arrears. So, you know, if a landlord's wanting to sell a property, I I mean, I have a landlord who's needing to move back into the property. Mm -hmm. Yet, you know, we now have to tell them, well, unfortunately, we cannot do that well we have to give six months notice and then you know there's always a chance if the tenant doesn't leave then we have to obviously go down the court route so we are having we're seeing an increase in server notices for different reasons change of people circumstances change of landlord circumstances and unfortunately rentaries as well
0: but Nick, if you go down the whole process of the whole the whole route, you've done the you've done the notice, you've waited the six months, you've gone to court, you still can't. Where do we stand on actually physically moving the tenants out of the property? We can't we can't do that at the moment, can we?
1: No. Well, I mean, I'm saying to my clients now, you need to put aside twelve months for an eviction. I would say, wow. on average, you know, uh, before yeah. we wrap evictions up, you know, two uh, two months, three months, depending. Um, you know, 12 weeks, we could easily turn an eviction around. And Now, with the new rules, I'm saying 12 months. And it might even go further than that, because by the time you've served your 6 months' notice on a Section 21, by the time we put it into court, for possession process, so uh, now with the courts, there's two hearings, whereas before court used to be one. Uh, so you're talking about having a review hearing, which is something like six to eight weeks from when you submit the paperwork. Uh, then you're going to be looking at doing a substantive in person hearing, which can be maybe listed four, eight weeks after the uh, review hearing, 14 uh, day possession order. So you're close enough to about 10 months there, something like that. Um, <clears throat> and if we need bailiffs, <laughs> you know, how long's a piece of string for bailiffs these days? It's, it, it can be waiting 12, 16, 20 weeks. You know, I've had landlords wait for six months. We've got bailiff. Since yeah. lockdown, the first lockdown, we haven't been able to instruct a bailiff as yet.
2: Wow. So
1: I've yeah. got possession orders dating back.
2: Wow, that's crazy.
1: Nineteen early days of 2020, where tenants are still in there, not paying their rent because we cannot get a bailiff. And the worry that we...
2: Yeah.
1: are, are, are thinking mm-hmm. Once this lockdown's over
2: yeah.
1: and we go back into the tier system... Uh, like before, there was uh, rules where they said that you can't use a bailiff if you in tier three or tier four. Mm-hmm.
2: You know,
1: you have got all the it, we're in uncertain times. You know, um, yeah. Whether when we're going to see the bailiffs next, I don't know. I don't know. But the rules have changed.
2: Nick, can ask- Hmm? Sorry, no, I was just going to quickly jump in actually and say and ask you when you've just mentioned there about the review hearing. This is a new thing that that they've brought into place, haven't they? Since COVID, is that right?
1: It is, yeah, yeah. From September last year, it's the bringing in the two the two hearings.
2: Yeah, and how have you found that with these review hearings? Have you found that a lot of the judges? Uh, trying to mediate between the landlord and the tenant? Are you finding that not as many sort of um, court dates being put in place?
1: So uh, what we're noticing is there is a delay from when we have the review hearing to the in-person hearing. Yes. The feel that we're getting um, and what we got from tail of last year, because the government brought out the rule of no one needs to be evicted over the winter period, Yes, It feels that this has been dragged out. Um, so in order to get the listings, that final listing, we are waiting longer than what we were hoping for. Um, so the review hearings are coming through, that's fine, but it's just that delay of getting to that final hearing in order to be in front of a judge to be awarded that possession order. We have had a few that's come through last year. We've had um, uh, hearings up to last week. Where we've got awarded possession orders and money judgments, which is great. Um, But then the worry is that the tenants don't vacate, and then we're still stuck in limbo land with a tenant not paying, sitting in a property.
0: So, so is there a, is there ultimately a backlog? Is is there a pile of these judgments and possession orders? Landlords just sat waiting for the bailiffs to be able to evict them, and the, and these tenants are just sat there not paying, and this this pile's just getting bigger and bigger. Is that ultimately where we're at?
1: Well, look, I've got I've got orders from. I've got got cases that was commenced in October, November 2019. Okay. That's still in the system. Wow. So that's just me as one company. Yeah. Times that by all the other companies out there. Times that by all the solicitors out there. Times that by all the other eviction companies, councils, housing associations, all in that one queue. There's only a limited amount of judges. There's only a limited amount of court hearings. There's only a limited hours in the day. You know, so and not only are the courts just dealing with possession orders, they're also dealing with the same courts are dealing with you know um uh, 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 small claims orders um and other judgments, so that backlog is just piling up and huge and huge um and it's only increasing, yeah, since Covid tenants aren't paying, so there was that period where we could serve notice, which was great um but they're all expiring now they're coming to that period where they've expired or expiring um so again there's going to be a big jump in the system from the covid cases i would say that are going to fill up the court's times wow um so yeah there is a big delay on there at the moment
0: is this the busiest you've ever been since you've been in business would you say
1: it is for the type of claims yes um whereas before it was we will do quite a fair few of Section 21s, like I said, just landlords wanting the property back, yeah. um, wanting to sell, maybe flipping a property, you name it, you know. Um, whereas now we see more cases of rental arrears. That's on the increase. Um, yeah. People are choosing to either, you know, and some, some circumstances are genuine, you know, to either feed themselves or pay the rent. Uh, but there is also those that have taken advantage of the situation. Um, wow. As soon as when the first lockdown came into play and the government announced and said, uh, no evictions, you know, there's a payment holiday, many tenants just saw it as being saying, no payment whatsoever, you know, nil payments. Um, so when we were sending out the notices, there was an influx of tenants calling in to say, you know, Boris Johnson's told me I don't have to pay my rent. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, no, no, it doesn't work like that. You know, um, we can negotiate. Defer payments or put in a payment plan, well, he's not telling you not to pay any rent. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. You know, so we had this battle for quite a fair few months, you know. Yeah. Um, and those are the ones that we're dealing with now at the moment.
0: Nick, what advice could you give a landlord listening to this now that's maybe his tenants maybe just fall into rent arrears this this week, this week, or last week? Um, he's listening to this now and he, and he's, uh, he or she, sorry, he's panicking thinking goodness me, I don't fancy doing six, twelve months. What advice would you give to, to that landlord? Is there something you can do speak to the tenant? What what would you what would you sort of advise to avoid the 12 months ultimately?
1: Well, you know, one thing I've always saying whenever I've done these um, podcasts and and uh, an interview things, um is to do your background checks. You know? Um ultimately i mean even we want before that is is to make sure you get your footprints in place so that's doing your credit checks um getting your reference checks in place because it can happen and it may happen sometimes it's in the you know you cannot no matter what checks you put in place if it's going to happen if they lose the job there's nothing you can do about it Uh but it helps with the recovery when it comes to the time to trace the tenants if you want to go through the small claims you want to get an attachment of earnings at a later date don't forget if you know, judgments last for six years. So we're quite successful at the moment doing uh, cases and, and chasing arrears that where the tenant defaulted four or five years ago. Right. By They've settled, they're in place. Okay. Um, you know, if they took out a car on HP, you know, three okay. years ago, it's now paid off. So there's a bit of a, a leverage there if we okay. send the bailiff to seize the cars. Yeah. Um, so we're quite active on those cases, old cases. It's never really a good idea to just jump on it, you know. If you evict a tenant today, it's no good chasing it tomorrow because they're still in the same financial situation, you know. So you kind of want things to settle and then chase it at a later date. So that's always important doing the background checks. Um, Second to that, I'd say to jump on it straight away. You know, too many times I get calls from landlords and to the call, "Hello, can I help you?" Tenant's not paying, and the first thing you think you're going to say, "Well, they haven't paid this month or maybe last month." So when you're being told they haven't paid for the past 12 months, you're thinking, you know, what have you been doing for 12 months? Yep. So it's to jump on it immediately. Hmm. I know it sounds cruel, but, you know, four or five days late, you've got to be on it.
0: And, and when, you, when you jump on it to begin with and you have that initial conversation, is it, is it best to be reasonable and fair with them and try and come to an understanding or, you know, be hot headed and shout with them and say, you know, if you don't pay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to evict you. What, what would your advice be there to handle in the, the conversation?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it, I, I would say look it's a business, you know it's a business. Yeah. Like anything else, in business you've got to be cruel and kind at certain times. Yeah. You've got to be okay. you know quite ruthless at times. Yeah. Otherwise you're just gonna sink. know, yeah. yeah. So um, I would say it's just to go in and just treat it as a business. You haven't paid your rent, you know. It's look. If you haven't paid your BT phone bill or British gas or whatever, yeah. they don't phone you with a soft, nice, you know, yeah, oh, how yeah. are you, uh, do you want to pay your bill today? If not, then do you mind paying it tomorrow, do they? You know, um, straight down the line, you pay or you're going to get cut off. Yeah. So it's the same thing, pay your rent, you're out.
0: Well, how, how important is it for a landlord not to get hot-headed, turn up, throw the tenant's stuff out and change a lock. you must have seen some bad things happen over the years where landlords have done that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's happening now, you know. It's, uh, and I think it's happening now at the moment because of frustration, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that the court system, um, some landlords just are hot-headed, um, so they will go down that route. Unfortunately for them, it will, and it's the wrong way, but they will end up with a criminal uh, action against them. Really, it's something okay. which isn't seen in the in the county court. So tenants will get tried in the county court. Judges will be seen in the magistrates courts. Right. So you're looking at a, a criminal um action against you, prison sentence, ten thousand pound. seen forty thousand pound fines. Really? You know? So um right. that I cannot advocate at all. You know, um, I would say look, it's better to step back, get people like us involved who aren't emotionally involved. Yeah. yeah. um And like I said, because we're treating it as a business you know, we will be firm, but also not to the point of of harassment because the courts will not like harassment. Once you get involved on harassment, again, the case will swing on the tenant's favour more than the landlord's, you know, and we can go into a case, uh, into a court and say to a judge, judge, you know, this tenant's £25,000 in arrears, but the landlord's been banging on the door all hours, he's been sending his brothers down, he's gone down with the lads and all sorts, you know. The judge straight away switched off from that £25,000 arrears, not interested. What it's going to be focusing on is why are you troubling the tenant in that such manner. So it doesn't help us in that case. So I'd say step back, um, you know, we treat it, send out a formal demand within two, three days. So at least you've warned the tenant. And if they don't um, uh, heed it, then move to the next stages of serving notice. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. And try and negotiate, you know, try... Try and put up a payment plan so at least when it does, if it has to go all the way, you can show to the judge that you have tried all means possible. You know, you've offered a payment plan, you've put yeah. things in place, you've you've tried to be reasonable, you know, and professional at the same time. Um, however, the tenant's not playing ball, so therefore you require possession. Well,
0: one thing we've done, Nick, to... Um our fully managed landlords um is we've um offered well given them rent guarantee on a lot yep. of properties um, i know I know some of the insurance pulled the policies last year didn't they yeah the first lockdown but something we've put in place um, we've um we've we've added that onto some of our landlords haven't we done yep, have, yep. for our fully managed which 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 is the policy we've got i think let alliance is the one we use it seems to be fairly fairly good and it covers covers mm-hmm. legal fees because obviously um just going into legal fees um you know with with the courts and, and whatever it, it can spiral can't it, nick you know the end cost it's not just the non-payment of rent it's everything else that goes with that
1: that's right yeah i mean we offer it on a fixed fee basis okay. so at least the landlords know where they stand you know okay, from okay, the outset um but if you do go to some firms out there especially if they're on the hourly basis uh, you're going to know about it you know and especially if a case is being dragged out for 12 months like we're looking at the moment yeah um, and if a tenant falls a defence or if they've got another firm involved who's representing them, you know, shelter, for example, yeah. uh, you're looking at the case being drugged out. There's going to be a lot of communication between the two. Yeah. Um, and I've seen landlords with, you know, uh, legal bills of in excess of 20, 30, 40,000 pounds just yeah. to keep the tenant. Plus, as you said, the loss of rent as well. Yeah. So it's, it's not, it's not, uh, it's quite excessive. Mm.
0: Another thing as well, we always say, you uh, know, these landlords, which I'm sure you'll come across, it's, you know, try and print, print section 21s off the internet, mm. you know trying to save themselves a bit of money, the, the downloading possession orders. You need to speak to a professional now, don't you? You, can't, you mm. can't, the days are gone, aren't they, would you say, where you try and do it yourself as a private landlord? Uh,
1: well, we've we got quite a fair bit of work from landlords that have tried to do it themselves, where they've made issues, there's been problems on the case, and then we have to go in and tidy it up and there's more work involved hiding it up than if we just took the case on from the initial outset. You know, we have to rewind everything back again. The uh, uh, applications need to be resubmitted. You also have to ask permission to the court to submit amended paperwork. So the cost sometimes for the landlord exceeds what the original cost would have been in the first place. Yes. You know, plus the lost time.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I've seen cases where landlords have submitted paperwork to court and the judges dismiss the case. Uh, so they've lost their court fees yeah. then they've lost the time period from you know they probably lost maybe four months especially now with COVID and the new notice period you could be looking at additional six months for a new notice if it's defective and then added on your, your possession claim so um, from the start I mean we do free case reviews so we're happy to have a look at the case for the landlord. Brilliant if we can see from the beginning that there's some issues, at least we can advise to save time. And if they want to instruct them, they can instruct from that point.
0: Yeah, fantastic. I mean my sort of message to landlords and I hope you might hopefully you do agree with me is like you know in any private landlord now I feel like you know you really need to use a letting agent and certainly with this eviction now if you've got a problem, take the right advice speak to companies yeah. like yourself. Do mm. not try and do it yourself at all. Them no. days are gone, aren't they? I mean, twenty Finished. years ago, like you said, yeah. you could have maybe just got away with it. Yeah, but them days are well and truly. You would agree with that, Jim, oh, wouldn't you?
2: Absolutely, yeah. It's, you need to use professional people who know what they're doing, know the process, like Nick said, know how to deal with with tenants because we do. I get a lot of landlords saying, "Well, I'm just going to go and change the locks." So don't realise yeah. the legislation, and that that's a major, major thing that they need to know about. Massively,
0: mm. Yeah, massively. Um. Right, Nick, before we finish, we're going to ask you a question. I hope I don't put you on the spot here. We always ask for a funny story that, uh, that someone's seen as a landlord or an agent that you've seen in the last 20 years, one that sticks in your head. And, uh, you know, we've had some pretty, pretty good ones. Um, as, you know, let, what, what have you got? You, I'm sure you've got a few in your locker, but give, give, give us what you've got.
1: A funny one, a funny eviction. Um, you know what? I've got to admit it, yeah, I haven't. <laughs> It's in my game, there's never a funny side, you know. Um it's more about uh I mean, yeah, unfortunately we see the bad side of things, you know. Yeah um uh you know you can get your tenants the uh, your guarantors, especially when we chase, that will say, look, you know, I can't afford it, I can't afford the payment, you know, I'll offer one pound a week. Uh, yeah. once we get the enforcement agency involved, they're paying full, you know, it could be yeah. seven, ten grand, they'll pay it off. Um, yeah. you know, people will try. You know, you will hear yeah. the stories of anything to pay, not pay the rent. Um, but yeah, you've just got to stay on it, really. <laughs> you know, it's uh you never
0: do never every day is different, isn't it? I think it doesn't matter if you've been it 20 years or, or there's always something new, isn't there? I think that happens that you've not seen Every it. case is different.
1: Yeah. Every case is different, every day is different, every telephone call is different, everyone's situation's different. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh it is it, 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 it's an interesting field that I'm in. Yeah. You know, um, it's not a robotic thing where, you know, it's just manufactured every day, the same thing, which keeps us on our toes. But also we have to stay and, t- you know, stay on top of legislation that changes. Um, it's not like we just get the bulletins from the courts to say, look, this is all change. It's something which we have to dig into and, and find. Otherwise, you get caught with your Charles is down at court, you know. So, uh yeah. Yeah,
0: brilliant. But- Oh, Nick, just, you just mentioned there just something I'd forgotten to ask you earlier um, that's coming into, I think it's been on the news this week, the industry, mm. about the breeding space policy, about um, you're not allowed to chase debt or something from, from April, May, Jem, is it? I don't know much about it. I don't know you've heard, heard much about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: the things that have come in uh, over the past seven days, I'd say, is one, uh, we, we was talking earlier on regarding the, the the bailiffs not being able to attend for evictions. Now, that's cha- that changed the week on Friday. Yeah. Um, where if the arrears are over six months, we can instruct for bailiffs to start removal process. So uh, this week, well, last week we've, we've put two into the High Court, just to try that first for now to see how that gets on. Um, if we get those writs back, then we'll execute on that and then we'll send that out to, and get the information out to all our landlords. The second thing that's changed is um, I was reading only this morning around regarding the breathing space. I think it's coming into May. I haven't had a chance to fully read up on it, but what it looks like is uh, the courts are going to give any defendant, any debtor, some form of breathing space so that they don't have to pay any judgment orders. Um, Where that's going to stand with us on the eviction side of things, I don't know. But it seems like, you know, if you owe from credit cards, bills, that kind of thing overall. But I don't know, as I say, where it stands with us in the housing sector. Right,
0: okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But it's constantly changing, isn't it? There's always something new. And
1: it's yeah. Really- I mean, section 21 the, well, look they're gonna go out the window soon, section twenty-one. That's that's the way it's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. So be prepared. I had an email earlier on from someone saying they want two tenants to be evicted. shall I wait till March? If the if when the band's up, I've said no, send it now because we don't know what's gonna happen in March. The government's saying, you know, they're gonna relax it in March, but I don't to be fair, I don't think so. you know uh, they are working towards abolishing section twenty one so always keep that in mind if it's something that you want to do, if you want to sell now, if you're thinking about selling, you know there's no harm in serving it now. You can always serve another one, and I always say to clients, you know if you serve one now and you change your mind, we can redo it. If in you know, four months' time you will need a bit further, you can always extend, you can always serve another. Uh, uh, section 21 but at least one's in the pipeline it's if, at least you've got one there in the background to so just wait to see what's going to happen i think it's a dangerous game at the moment
0: right thanks nick i really appreciate your time today uh, if okay. to you, and you would like some um you would like some advice off nick please look up uh, Vic. my tenant will also put the number in his contact details at the end of the podcast but uh, thanks nick really thank appreciate your time thank you